Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. Welcome back to the Wild Cards Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Coleman Madlin. I'm joined here today with my good friends and co-hosts. The tremendous, the best, Joshua Sykes. Uh, and the better, Brendan Arkey. All right. And uh, today we're back after a two-week hiatus. Um, and, you know, we've said it a lot, but I think this is the finally the stretch where we're going to start to be more consistent. Um, That's all me, but, man. I was in Cancun with the fellas, you know? With, with, the, with yeah. the Detroit Pistons. Yep. 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 All right. Anyway, um, no one wants to hear about that. Uh, let's just get right into it. Brennan, I hear you have a story you'd like to share about something that happened in the NFL world. Go for it. Yeah, man. So after Sunday's game, you know, Bills versus Dolphins, clinching the AFC East title, you know, the two seed to the six seed, um, a Buffalo's Bill fan um, was shot near Dolphins Stadium. Um, the police are saying this ha- it was a 30-year-old man after he had an altercation with a Dolphins fan outside of Hard Rock Stadium. Um, it says, as Dylan Brody Isaac and his friends were returning to their vehicle after the game Sunday night, they had an altercation with the driver of the other vehicle a few blocks away from the stadium. The driver then pulled out the gun and shot Isaacs multiple times, who died at the scene, police said. Now, the guy flew away in a Honda Accord, and they say he appears to be an older man. And they did find his vehicle in Palm Beach the next day. And so he's still at large. Um, yeah, the investigation is ongoing. Um, they have a GoFundMe page that has raised nearly 90000 as of Wednesday to pay for the funeral of Isaac. And um, they're transporting his body to Six Nations in Canada. You know, super sad. Um, you know, there's not really much else you can say. Pete Carroll, today it was announced, today, Wednesday, January 10th, it was announced that he's going to take a step back into a new role for the Seahawks as more of like an analyst or an advisor for the Seahawks. Um, it, you know, it didn't say that uh, he got fired or, or pushed back or was pressured, but can you guys, maybe we can infer that he got pressured as he was, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he the oldest coach in the NFL? I mean, I didn't know he was that old. He was like 72. He was the oldest coach. 72. Um, I think that he got pushed because I saw a video, like a press conference on Monday that he's like, had totally planned to come back next year and coach, but I, I guess right. organizations I... had other ideas, other plans to go on without him, but they still gave him a job in the organization, which I think is great. I think it's time for, you know, him and Saban can now hit the links together. Yep. For sure. Brennan, you going to be golfing with him? Oh, for sure, man. You already know me. We'll we'll meet in Cancun again. Yeah, that's where I was. You know, I was with them, bro. You're right. Talk about right. the retirement plan. Pete Care obviously coming away with one Super Bowl and then two appearances. Know, two appearances. I was thinking about the uh, run the ball. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler interception. That kind of you know is the probably probably the uh, the stain on his career. That play call. Um, and, and, and obviously it's still a debate over should have should Russ have you know taking it out of his you know because you can all i mean coaches can yeah, you know, it's, it's up to the it's up to the players to to make 
decisions up to the quarterback usually to to make those decisions at the goal line and um or wherever they are now we see what kind of decision the refs is making and you should have seen that from day one obviously or something because it's it's looking pretty bad right now for russ yeah russ has been gonna be in the league russ has been in some talks to uh you know be benched of course um and uh but yeah uh pete carroll retiring um also do you guys want to talk about another uh individual who may have retired just about an hour ago uh yeah the goat uh nick saban retires as the greatest of all time at his uh position uh leading the uh crimson tide to six national championships he has seven all-time in his career with uh, uh one with lsu and of course i mean he had a not very great nfl career but more based on his uh, college career, the greatest ever do it, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to fill that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there ever will be someone who will fill that spot. Um, I mean, maybe eventually. Uh, but, I mean, he was there since the beginning. Um, no one will ever be as, I, I mean, iconic. I mean, he brought... Um, he brought a new era, a new super team. He brought a... I mean, let's be real. The, that Bama was the team for 15 years maybe mm-hmm. less than that maybe more like i think years. i'd say like 10 yeah more like 10 years let me correct myself um but you know they were the the gold standard uh i mean you were kind of surprised if you you know if you didn't follow college football you pulled up espn uh you know tuesday morning after all the monday night championships and you looked and alabama wasn't the winner you'd be like hey wait what went wrong that's kind of the vibe you got from alabama and and uh nick saban uncle nick i think i'd be more surprised that i see michigan win it because they hadn't won since 1943 or something. Here we go with the with the Michigan beef. Brandon, do you have any? Anyway, um, anyway. no, I saw Nick Saban's the greatest man. I'm pretty sure. I think I saw a thing. Could be wrong. 44 first round picks, only 19 losses as a coach. So I mean, it says a lot about him. Does you know, that go he, back to his days at LSU too? You know. Um, I think this is just at his Alabama. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, he was at LSU, won there. You know, he's done his job in the NFL. Did not do so great. So, you know, I think he's done. He could pull a Brady, but I doubt it, I think. That's what I was going to yeah. ask you guys. Do you see a Brady? Ha- I mean, when I, it, I think the, uh, I think it's kind of eerie. Um, or the, 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 the difference between, I think Bill Belichick and, and Nick Saban are very similar people. Just in my opinion. I, I just get those. I mean, they're both the goats of their, their, the coaching of their sports. Um, uh, and, and, you know, with, with Tom Brady retiring and then coming back and then, you know, teasing, uh, coming back again, but it never really happened. It kind of opens up our minds and our, our curiosity and like, you know, what's going to happen with other, other people who retire. Maybe it's just like a one thing that Tom Brady did, but you know, maybe, maybe I'm just being too hopeful, but maybe he will, maybe he will come back to retirement. Well, my question to y'all is now in this, uh, transfer portal mayhem era that we're in. Are we going to see a lot of these uh, top-notch guys like Caleb Downs, Milrow, uh, some other All-American-esque players into the portal because Saban's gone? Is he going to lose recruitments? What's going to happen to Alabama now that he's gone? Okay, I have an answer. Uh, Brandon, do you mind if I answer? Dude, go ahead, man. All right. Okay, so I, I think that there will be, like, off the bat, a slight, my prediction is there, there might be a slight fall-off in the you know, maybe not even a slight. I think there will be a, a, a lot of players who transfer out. But you have to remember, this is the University of Alabama. It's a fo- football powerhouse. Um, it's not Harvard. They're a football school, 
right? And they and they will hire the best coach. We're, we're going to talk about later, but that coach that they hire is going to you know keep them at a high level. But I do expect there to be some talent lost, not only in the class that they have right now, who just you know made it to the college football playoff, um, and you know got kind of embarrassed on the last play of the game by Michigan, I might add, uh, but. Um, not only there, but in the the players that they have signed um, and or committed to, or who are committed to Alabama for the next couple of years. For example, um, next year or for this year, who's already you know signed their letter of intent, uh, Julian Sayan. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, number one quarterback in the class of 2024, fifth player nationally. Uh, you know, signed, enrolled at University of Alabama, five star plus. Yeah, um, but like what? What would okay? Say I'll give you two scenarios. One, you're on the team right now. It's your sophomore year. You're about to get playing time, but you committed because it's Nick Saban in Alabama. Like as a recruit, and then as a recruit, and you're looking at Alabama as your top three schools. Are you looking at them differently because they don't have Nick Saban? hundred percent. Are you still going to yes. say, "Well, it's Alabama"? I think you that's have like, to look at it differently. It's like looking at the Patriots without Bill Belichick. Like it's really right, that's what I'm saying. So there, uh, I mean, there's obviously going to be a max mass exodus of people going to leave transfer portal wise. Especially with all this money floating around, why wouldn't you go get a bag and play for a coach that you want to play for? I, uh, I get that. Okay. Right, here, here's, here's my answer. It's not like it's 1995 or something that not everybody gets seen anymore. Sure. Here, here's my answer. Let's say, let's say I'm Jalen Milrow. Okay. Um, I'm, it, I'm in the top five. I'm pretty sure for Heisman odds next year. Even though you know I didn't have the greatest performance in in the you know some of the games this season, I'm still a top you know quarterback, not top like number one, but I'm I'm, I'm a pretty damn good quarterback in college football. Uh, I have the option to stay with Alabama, who you da- you know damn well Alabama is going to hire a very competent head coach, a-, a head coach that's experienced, a head coach that can lead a football team and probably has experience leading football teams deep into postseason or, you know, whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, how hard is that going to be to find? I mean, well, here's only a few there. Well, yeah, I know. Let me get to it. So I- I'm right, saying man. if I'm Julian saying I'm 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 waiting or not Julian saying if I'm Jalen Milrow and Julian saying I'm waiting to see who Alabama hires because they're going to hire someone before the transfer portal deadline hits. They're going to definitely I mean, they're They have to get it done soon. Um, We'll talk again. We're going to talk about who our you know, our predictions are for the next. I'm sure they have to have somebody lined up, though. I mean, Nick's not going to leave them high and dry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, that's what you would hope. But, but yeah, my prediction is that they're going to wait if it's someone that you think you feel comfortable with. And again, we're in a day and age where players at at schools that are, you know, less than, you know, not less than, but not your top Alabama, LSU, Georgia, you know, all, all this stuff. Those schools are, you, you still get looked at by, by scouting all this stuff and you have a chance to make it. Why not stay at a top school, even though you don't have Nick Saban, why not stay if you have a starting job secured, if you're Jalen Milrow, why, why not stay? That's my question, I guess. Do you guys have a, like, is a reason for why he would like, you know, why he would want to leave? I mean, he's already, at, he already has a secured spot um, with a team of, um, and player, and you can argue that if the talent around him is leaving, that's just going to make him look even better. Um, no, yeah. definitely not. No, he's going to stand out. On I think I think you got a right, Coleman. I think Jalen Melrose stays. I mean, if I have a starting position, I'm not going to leave my starting position. Um, unlike you know the Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord, he left because Ohio State didn't like him anymore. Alabama trusts in Jalen Melrose, and um, although he failed, you know, in the playoffs, he's he's got room to grow. But I think we move on. I, no, hold on. I think I, I disagree with y'all, though. I mean, I get to the Jalen Monroe thing. Yeah, okay, he stays. But I'm talking like, if I have a, like, bro, can I have, finish a point? Thank you. Anyway, if I'm like, 
this kid that's a wide receiver and I'm about to get playing time and I'm about to get a starting spot. But I don't know who they're going to pick as the next day coach or they pick a coach that likes to run the ball more or do something like this and that. And he didn't recruit me. He didn't like me or whatever. I'm out. I think even if I have a starting spot, because okay, if you Josh. go to Alabama and you go somewhere else, like Alabama's here and you get a starting spot yeah, at Alabama. Just because you go to Alabama doesn't mean you don't want it. You can go anywhere else. I guarantee you if an Alabama player called Michigan, Ohio State, Kentucky, and I mean, anybody, they'd Try be to like, Kentucky in there. oh, yeah, <laughs> come on. Well, I'm trying to pick. I know. I'm just like kidding. Here, here. I mean, look, obviously, me... it'd be like a Georgia thing. I mean, everybody wants a Georgia player on their team now. Sure. I, I let, let me my one thing to say that is that I think receiver and I, I don't know if this is what you're I don't know if it matters that it was receiver. I think receiver is probably the one position on the team where it really would it's different because receiver is one of the only positions on the on the field that relies on another player um like I mean, he, really hard. Go running go running back, go linebacker, go cornerback, go safety. Okay. Okay. I understand what you're trying to say. Nick Saban was a defensive minded coach. You get an offensive minded coach that don't care about defense too much, this guy might not get opportunities like he would have or not putting the greatest scheme i, I guess i get what you're saying it, it's all it, it, you have to you have to provide yourself with the best opportunity and, and we'll see what those players do with that all right yep. let's move on uh let's move on to um mike Vrabel, fired by titans uh recently uh where do you guys think he'll go and honestly do you think he deserved to be fired after i think it was he started his career at tennessee four straight winning seasons um what do you guys think yeah. With a deep playoff run, mind you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he should have been fired, but like now that he is, I don't know what Tennessee's going to do about a coach, to be honest. I mean, same with a lot of NFL uh, teams out there, but I think Mike Rebel would be high on anybody's list, just being a defensive minded coach. And that's what kind of uh, a lot of teams need. So, like, I heard like the Chargers come up uh, as a good position for him. But of course, the ties to New England. I think if Bill's ready to say it's a done deal and he's done, I think Vrabel ends up in New England. I don't know who takes his spot in Tennessee, though. That'd be the only thing. It reminds me of the uh, the NBA comparison of the situation, which is I think Nick Nurse in the in the Raptors, um, re- fired after outstanding tenure at the Ra- with the Raptors. You know, national or not national championship. We're talking about the NBA uh, championship. Um, you know, a few, maybe like some subpar years, then he's gone. Uh, obviously, Rabel didn't win the the Super Bowl, but he, I mean, he got to the AFC Championship. Um, you know, he beat the Chiefs. Um, I mean, there, there's things that that he did, which is are, which are impressive, and I'm sure other teams are looking at that. Brandon, what do you think? Um, honestly, like probably Mike Rabel just goes to the Patriots because he has ties there. Um, but as far as a coach replacing him i don't i think they will have a hard time just because they're a very young team they keep trading away all their star players to the evils for some reason i don't know about their cap space and but i know it's not good and they don't have like a pleasing draft pick this year sure so because they won that game they still yeah. have a top 10 pick though i don't uh they might have a top 10 pick but like with the list of like the other teams, like the the seven other teams that are available, of like that need NFL coaches, like to me they're all better. They, they all have a better seven. situation besides the Chargers, who have like no cap space. Sure, that's like if I was an NFL head coach, you know, like all these teams are 
you know, interviewing me. Like, I'm the best of the best offensive coordinator, like Ben Johnson type beat. I got all these people. I don't think Tennessee's on my list of, you know, to go to because they're losing Derrick Henry, too. Yeah, and but trust Will like, Levis, you know, like, I trust Will Levis. Still, like nothing about Will Levis. It's just like a quarterback that I like, you know, didn't draft as like a head coach. It would just be. I agree. And he's but got no like, weapons. Uh, that's true. I think the weapons is the biggest part. I mean, if you watch Will Levis any this year, the same throw that ball like he does, there's so much velocity. It, I mean, it's a pretty ball he throws. I'm not just saying that because he went to Kentucky. Obviously, I root for him. And I have a lot of friends that are Titans fans that enjoy watching him play. But I think he could be the steal of last year's draft for sure because he fell so far. Which, I mean, I thought he would go top five. So let's not ask me about that one. But uh, still, I think he's a great quarterback. I oh, you thought he was going to go number one. I think he's better than Bryce Young. Let's just put it that way because Bryce Young is not looking too hot. Um, That's a whole other debate. I think CJ Stroud is the best out of it so far, but I think Agreed. Will Levis is a close second. Really? Okay. With, with, op- with the opportunities he had, he hadn't had as many as CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud started day okay. one. CJ Stroud has more weapons. And That's has an better, argument to be made. I mean, he has a better younger coach that gave him the reins. So. For sure. Um. Yeah, I I I, I think that's a, a solid solid point. All right, guys, we move on to Kawhi Leonard. You know, signed a three-year, one hundred fifty-three million dollar contract extension. Um, you know, he's a two-time fi- two Finals MVP, obviously. So he's a two-time champion. Um, I mean, one of the, if not the best defenders uh, in the league right now. Um, as long as Rudy Gobert is not in the league, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, he top defender, top everything, and obviously everyone knows his kryptonite: playing basketball, right? playing games, finishing games. Um, yeah, I didn't think he was even in the league anymore, man. I didn't even didn't even realize. Okay. I, I, I we rip on him, and I, but I was about to say um, he has been doing pretty good at that. He's played every game this season except for um, he's missed four games out of the thirty six that the Clippers have played, and those four games have come within the last ten. So, um, so it, I mean, his regular season of not playing is starting these last ten games. Just what you're saying? No, I, I, I'm saying uh, that's what I'm hearing. Well, he was sidelined for a bit. I, 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 um, oh, and by the way, uh, just 36 seconds ago, uh, Ryan Williams, five star plus, decommits from Alabama. Just news put out there. Um, he didn't sign with Alabama on signing day. But yeah, so the dominoes are always already falling. Uh, I think that's important. Um, Wait, what was his top five? Do you know? His top five, I think Auburn was in there. Uh, Ole Miss was in there. Uh, Ole Miss was the second place, I'm pretty sure. But it was, yeah, it was Bama by Ole Miss. Miss. It might be Ole Miss. You never know. Yeah, um, they're but, the super team over there. Yeah. They, they, they are doing really well. But that's another side thing. Back to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think he's a player who deserves that amount of money. Uh, but will he bring the Clippers that amount of money in value on the court? That is yet to be answered. I mean, he's 32. Uh, I mean, he's over 30. He's like 32 and a half. 30, almost 33. Not almost, but you know what I'm saying. He's there better be an injury clause in there. There must be something in there that says he has to play. Um, but I will say in the past, uh, I don't think he's the type of player that, I mean, okay. Does he play hard to earn the contract money or does he soak around until the Clippers play him or pay him? And then he starts to play hard. Like what's the, there's two, two different theories of what he does. And, uh, some people say that he sulks around and it doesn't play as hard uh, until the Clippers play him kind of like a James Harden situation, pay him just kind of like a James Harden situation, which funny enough, they're on the same team now. Um, 
But yeah, I think I think that's the way he is. You think that he sulks around until he gets yeah. paid? But do you think I mean, he's going to play harder now that he has the money, or do you think it's just not going to change and he's still going to like? I don't think he's played hard in the last three to four years. I, okay, I I disagree with playing hard, but I but I agree with you. He hasn't played as well as he could. I think he is. I think Kawhi has a top three potential in the NBA. Had like no. his his skill. Yeah, he had, yeah. He had. I mean, he's thirty two. Yeah. There's not much more you can tap into. But and why I'm saying, would you pay him one hundred fifty three million dollars? Yes, um, and I don't know where the hell the Clippers are. I don't know if that's sustainable for the Clippers. I mean, I know their players are getting old, but I mean, they're playing. They're, Russ is not getting much money, but uh, PG, Kawhi, and 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 th those two are getting paid. I don't know what the Clippers are looking like financially. I'll have to take a look at that and get back to you guys. I mean, but, and they're building a new arena, so that's a lot of money, dude. Yep, it's a lot, but especially, um, in, especially in Los Angeles. It's a lot it, but this is a team that it needs a chip, dude. They're in LA. They're never going to get the biggest chip. markets, and they've never had a chip. Um, I'll never get a chip. You don't They'll think always so. be low, bro. They'll always be low, bro. I mean, it's hard to beat. It's hard to you know come back from. What do the Lakers have now? Seventeen. Yeah. It's hard. It's, I don't think they'll ever come back, but I think they'll get a chip eventually. No. Anyway, um, moving should, on. Should have kept Shay. Yep. Uh, moving on. Eric Spolstra, um, inks a eight-year, one hundred twenty million dollar contract extension with the Miami Heat. I said this before we went live when our little you know pregame presser with just the the three of us. Um, I said Eric Spolstra, in my opinion, is the most skilled coach in the NBA. Um, and I didn't think I heard. I don't think I heard a like a rebuttal. I mean, is that even a hot take anymore? I mean, he's proven over and over again. I mean, how long has he been there? He's been there a long time. Um, I mean, I remember since like 2013 or 2012. I remember in 2010. I think it was around 2010 when when you know. You know when the the LeBron thing went down closer closer to that time, players. Um, wait, am I am I tripping here? I think it's 2012, 2013, something like that. 2010. Well, and anyway, I think it was in the early 2000s, 2010s, uh, like 2011, 12, around there, where some of the players that were around him when they brought him in uh, were actually frustrated with how he was coaching. And obviously, I don't think anyone's frustrated with him now. I mean, their players talk so much about him. Um, I, I know Bam Adebayo made a great comment about him the other day. And of course, players can make good comments about their coaches. But this is a guy that's, you know, selected to coach the FIBA Men's World Cup, all this stuff. Um, yeah, great coach. I, I mean, is there anyone you guys would say was a better coach? I mean, you could say Pop. You could say uh, you could say uh, uh, Steve Kerr. I, I mean, I would argue against all time those. or just currently. I mean, I think that the coaches that are in the NBA right now are better than 95% of the all-time coaches. I mean, yeah, I think, think only Phil the way Jackson the game evolves, you think only who? Phil Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. But, let I me mean, look at this data here. I think Eric Spelser's top you, three. You could, say Phil, you could say Phil Jackson, but I just think the game has evolved so much since yeah, when he, he was co a coach that... I mean, the game, you, the game's so different. I mean, back when he was yeah, coach, he teams averaged 100. Leagues. Yeah, but he, he also, you know, coached teams that in a, in a league that, you know, averaged 100 points per game, like, and that was a, a good night. The game has evolved. Yeah, so you had, to, you had to teach defense. Yeah, but do you think, I, I, I'm giving him, I'm not giving the benefit of the doubt. Do you think that he would have been able to adjust to today's NBA? Yes. Okay, that's fair. I mean, he was more of a, he's not a dumb I mean, guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not a stupid dude. I mean, he knows ball. But I mean, he was more of like a manager of the guys. So like, he did have some great teams: Shaq, Kobe, MJ, Scotty, uh, sure. 
Rodman. I mean, the the, the lottery of teams. Yeah, I mean, you can't, I mean, he, he had to get there too. So like sure. somebody had to see something in him, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Spolster is definitely up there. Uh, congrats to him for the big contract. All right, moving on. Um, Brandon, do you want to talk about the NFL head coaching spots that are open? Yeah, man, I got you. Um, so there's seven coaching spots open now since Pete Carroll's so far, you know, let go, but just moving organization spots. Um, you got the Panthers who fired Frank Reich. They got the number one right. pick, or they don't have the number one pick because they gave it to the Bears. So they finished two and 15, not a good situation. You have the Raiders who um, many believe Antonio Pierce could be named to the head coach but the players some, like him right players like, like him you. some believe that he could go back to the giants where he played and won a super bowl with and become their defensive coordinator um they're not in a bad situation but they will lose probably Devonte adams um chargers um they need to blow it up probably the worst situation no cap space eckler's contracts up mike williams and he's lost joey bosa all those players, you know, all they got is Justin Herbert. They fired Brandon Staley. Falcons probably have one of the best situations. They fired Arthur Smith. Um, they have talent. They, you know, they have thirty-four million in cap space, and they have. Oh, they have. Yeah. Okay, my fault. And they have the eighth pick in the draft. Um. The next team is the Commanders, who fired Ron Rivera. This would probably be the team that most coaches want to go to. Other than new management, Falcons. right? Um, new management. They got the second overall pick. They have the most cap space with seventy-eight million dollars. Um, you know, you got Scary Terry, you got Jahan Dotson, you got you know good young guys. Um, their defense isn't bad, but it's also not great when you only win two games. I mean, um, it's kind of like a blank canvas. I feel like Washington, if I was me, would be the perfect place to paint the picture. Right, you can right? do that. Mm -hmm. um, then you have the Titans who, you know, fired Mike Vrabel for, I guess, a sad season. I think they had seven wins. I mean, could be wrong. Didn't do bad. Their situation's not bad, but it's not good. And then you have the Seahawks who I would argue are in a pretty good situation, but I think you know, if you're telling Pete Carroll to step down, I think you already know who you want. I don't know who they want, but I mean, they're not bad. They need a quarterback. Geno Smith and Drew Locke are not it. And I mean, they got, Thank a, you, good, they, they got a good young defense. Tyler Lockett will soon retire, but they got Jackson Smith from Ohio State last year. Well, barely missed the playoffs. I don't know. I think they have like pick 14, maybe 16. I think you could do something there too. Those are the seven teams. Where would you want to coach, Coleman? Where would I want to coach? Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, Josh. Did you have something? Make it to short say? and sweet. Or, I can sure. ask Josh too. If it, if it was me, I'd, I'd go Washington. That simple as that. All right, Josh. What would you? What are you? Uh, I'd probably go the Seahawks, just because I mean they have a pretty good young talent, and like Kenneth Walker, and they have uh, DK Metcalf, of course. So they just need a good quarterback. Uh, maybe trade up for one, or trade for like a maybe if. The Chargers want to blow it all up, trying to get Justin Herbert for something, but we'll see. Yeah, good pick by Josh there. All right, moving on. Uh, we got Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Um, I mean, guy went to the Super Bowl last year, but 
boy, has he been sucking and he's been sucking hard. Yeah. You hate him, you said? Yeah, I don't like him at all. Why don't you like him, Josh? I just, he's a smug little son of a gun. I don't like him. Looks like okay. a rat. Okay. Pretty harsh for coming from, okay, gotcha. Um, got a, a harsh take from Josh. Uh, you know, Eagles, you know, you know, I try to stay impartial, you know, not biased. Eagles are probably one of my least favorite teams. Um, that's probably just because they own my team, the Vikings, um, pretty badly, actually. I mean, yeah, I can't think of another team that really owns us that hard. And don't you dare say the Lions, Brennan. Oz. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely, I mean, with how talent-loaded that roster is, uh, anything yeah. short of an NFC championship uh, would be a loss, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I, I know you have the likes of the 49ers. So I, maybe an NFC championship appearance is probably the the minimum that you need to get if you're a coach for the Eagles at this current point in time. Uh, I mean, Nick Sirianni, I think he's a great coach. Um, I don't know if the Eagles are willing to fire him for you know a dis disappointing season. Uh, I don't know exactly how desperate that team is to to you know to win now. I don't know if they're that desperate. I would you know, say they're wanting to win now because uh, they're in win now. Contract, yeah, but he's still young, and the the contract sure. But win now is in like this year. Like like, do we need to win now? I don't think you fire mm -hmm. Nick Sirianni if they if they don't if they don't. I, I don't think you I don't think you fire him no matter what. Um, uh, I disagree. I think you fire him no matter what. You think so? Yep. I mean, how many have they lost straight? Uh, two or three. Two or three. Okay. Hold on, uh, let me look real quick. Go well, ahead, they were ten and one, and they finished the season eleven and six. So they lost with, five yeah. out of the last six. Yes. I mean, I I they put lost. this on here because Pat McAfee was talking about it, and it makes sense. I mean, if you have such a good team like this, and you lose, you're ten and one. You know. The number one seed's yours, and then you can't even win your division. Yeah, it's just like you know his O line is getting old, so I mean Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, probably their last year. You oh, know, definitely their last year. But their O line's gonna need some improvement if they don't win now. I really, you know, they'll probably be a playoff team next year, but this is I their think, best chance. I think their O line's the only reason they're. Not the only reason, but I think the O line is the biggest reason why they're this good. Um, and you know, once those two pieces go, I I just see it deteriorating. I, I the O line in the NFL, the -line. yeah, the O line in the NFL is really what propels you to the next level. If you have a good O line, you can do really anything. Um, you can have a system QB if you have a good O line. You can have a system running back if you have a good O line. You can really have anything if you have a good O line on offense. Um, and so they they fell into a good situation with who they have on O line and. Um, it's going to be hard to recover and be the same team that they were a year ago and, you know, for the first part of this year without those two key players next year. So Josh says fire him. Brennan, you say keep him, right? Um, oh, I didn't hear what you said. I'm a first round exit to the Bucks. I think I, I don't Take know. Him. I think I, I think I definitely have a talk with them. Yeah. Sit down, if Nick. We make it, if we make it to the NFC championship, I mean, you know, I'm not going to fire the guy, but he definitely sure. needs to step it up. And, and last thing on the Sirianni deal, do you guys think that the Eagles, and this is just, I, 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 obviously the answer is no, but we, we have to point out, remember what the Nuggets did last year before the playoffs started? You know, Jokic just stopped playing basketball 
or stop playing his style of basketball. The Nuggets pretty lost a lot of games, um, not a ton, not as much as the you know a lot, not as much of a percentage as the, the you know the Eagles are losing. Um, but then you know they 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 come back right out of the the playoffs swinging and and they and they win out. Um, so do you guys think this is a situation where? The Eagles have the capability of just turning the lights back on and just running through the, you know, the, the playoffs. Or, or is this um, just like a they're done, they're cooked, they've lost too many games. They're they're it's a bad environment. I would say no. And then the fact that were the weren't the Nuggets the number one seed? They still were, but they, they had such a big okay. Beat. Well, then they they lost games because they could rest people. That's pretty much how I feel about okay, that. Sure, no, the yeah, Eagles I, are a different situation. They wanted to get home field advantage, they didn't get it, so now they got to sure. go on the road. I was I was just throwing the idea out there just as a you know, yeah, it, bad idea. But that's good. it wasn't my idea. I, I had oh, it by okay. someone someone on Twitter. Someone told me on Twitter. I oh, so it. you're getting like other people to do your work for you, journalism sure, work. Sure. Sure. Yep. I have I have cronies running around doing my work. No. Nice. Um. All right. So let's talk about our candidates for who's going to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. Um, Josh, you said you wanted to go last, right? Yep. That's I, I want to go last. Brennan, do you want to uh, go first? We like try to keep it like short and sweet. Yeah, Brennan, who are your candidates to go first? Or Brennan, who are your candidates to replace Nick Saban? Um, so my candidates, I we're supposed to have two, but I have three because you know if so here I'll just say it here Lincoln Riley, if he leaves, you know Cliff Kingsbury will then become the head coach of USC. But I think if Cliff Kingsbury, you know it, it goes either way. So sure. I'm going to go with um, Lincoln Riley first, but if not him, then Cliff. You know, they're both great coaches. Cliff has connections to Patrick Mahomes. Lincoln Riley, I think he leaves because, you know, Caleb Williams is leaving. And um, then my second one is Mark D'Antoni. Um, he's, uh, he's on the older side, but – Who? With what – okay, you just don't know ball, dude. With what he no, did at Michigan State, I mean – he has an all-time record of 114 and 57 at Michigan State. He won the Big Ten three times, or you know, took them to the playoffs in 2015, where they 13 bowl games. Yeah, 13 bowl. I mean, he took them to the playoffs, and they did get killed by Bama. But I mean, he was doing this. You know, he didn't have as great as recruitment as all these other schools, and he was still beating Michigan and Ohio State three times to win the Big Ten. So I mean. That's my guy. He is an assistant coach, assistant head coach at Michigan State right now. But I'm just not going to go with like a casual pick of like Deion Sanders or something. You know, I wanted to whip out my ball knowledge. Sure. That's my my only thing is that he's he's 67, dude. He's kind of old. That's what I know. That's what I'm saying. He's old. Okay, sure. Okay, okay. I mean, and okay, so I guess I'll. Are you done? Are you, you got it? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I like those picks. I, I think that the. I don't know if Lincoln Riley would be. That's there. why I went with Cliff Kingsbury because he's on the younger side. All right, I'll keep I'll keep mine short and sweet. Uh, Lane Kiffin, Urban Meyer. I think Lane Kiffin, if he's gonna, I think next year would be more opportune for him because he has a really good class. And then Urban Meyer, he's probably bored of sitting on the couch and making stupid takes on a on his analyst job. So maybe he wants to get into coaching again. He's also old, kind of though. So those two guys. Uh, what about you, Josh? Uh, so the first one, Dan Lanning from Oregon. I think that'd be a great fit for Bama, but I don't think he's going to leave Oregon. I think he fits too well at Oregon as well. Uh, Steve Starkeesian at Texas, uh, also a Bama byproduct coach-wise, uh, maybe wants to go back to Bama. I mean, Texas is going to join the SEC, so it just depends on what he feels like, you know, what he can do the best with. Uh, 
put Jimbo Fisher on here just because he's sitting on his couch not doing anything. And uh, I don't know if Bama would want him. I know he'd want to go to Bama, but I don't think Bama would want him. He's sitting on his couch uh, in a bag. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he'd even want to work, to be honest. But um, and then I put on here Deion Sanders for next year, just because like I, I just I don't think I don't know if Bama would per se want his persona, but he does have connections with uh, Nick Saban doing the Aflac commercials. Uh, You're right. He's also, he's also a great recruiter. You know, a lot of the young kids want to go to. Uh, play for Dion, even out in Colorado, out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you imagine the marriage between Dion and Alabama, just the best program with the coach that everyone wants to go play for. Sure. Um, That'd be scary. He'd have, he'd have more resources and all that, you know. I don't think he'll move this year just because uh, he's brought in a lot of recruits and things like that. Same reason for Lane Kiffin. Uh, I don't think they'll move just because they have a good class coming and It'd be hard for Dion to move because he'd have to move his son and Travis Hunter. So. Yeah. All right. Good picks. Good picks. Moving on. Um, let's quickly go over our picks for the NFL playoff games. Of course, they're starting uh, this weekend. Um, this is being recorded on Wednesday, um, Wednesday evening, and the playoff games start on Saturday. So this will be the you know the last time before you know the games start. We'll be able to lock in our picks and not have to. Um, look at you know results and see how the teams are playing in the wildcard game. So I guess I'll go first because my my pick or my screenshot of my my bracket um, is up there first. If you guys don't mind, um, uh, I have uh, the Texans beating the Browns, um, and then you know the Chiefs beating the Dolphins and the Bills beating the Steelers. So then I have the Ravens and the Texans playing, the Bills and the Chiefs playing. I think the Chiefs beat the Bills and the Texans upset the Ravens. So then in the AFC Championship, I have the Chiefs and the Texans. I have the Chiefs winning that, going to the Super Bowl. On the NFC side of things, I have the Bucks beating the Eagles, who are doing poorly. The Lions coming through, winning their first playoff game in forever against the Rams. And the Cowboys beating the Packers and sending them back to Lambeau. Um, then I have the Cowboys beating the Lions. Sorry, Brandon. And the 49ers beating the Bucks. Uh, Brock Purdy is more than a system QB. Then I have the 49ers um, super team beating the Cowboy frauds. And then I have the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl rematch, not from last year, but from a few years ago. Um, and I have the 49ers running this run. Um, I didn't put a score in there, but I'm going to say 31 to 17. I don't think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are going to choke in the in the, in the the um, Super Bowl. What about you guys? So uh, my picks were, I beat. I had the Texans beating the Browns, had the Chiefs beating the Dolphins, had the Bills beating the Steelers. Same as me. Pretty, pretty easy, yeah. And then I had the Ravens taking care of business against the Texans. I think the Texans are young. And then I had the Chiefs beating the Bills at Arrowhead to the script. And then the Ravens beating the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. And then I had the Bucks beating the Eagles. The Eagles are in down. Uh, Lions actually went against the Rams. Congratulations, Brandon. Cowboys beat Packers. Then the Cowboys beat the Lions. Sorry, Brandon. And then the 49ers beat the Buccaneers pretty handily. And then the 49ers scraped by the Cowboys. I think Cowboys have a good game that game. And then, so, it's Ravens, 49ers in the Super Bowl. This is the uh, rematch of the Blackout Super Bowl, if anybody remembers that. Amazing game. Amazing game. Harbaugh Bowl. And then, yep, Harbaugh Bowl. Uh, and then I had the 49ers winning. Uh, I didn't put a score either. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'll just go 28 to 17. Gotcha. What about you, Brandon? Um, so, on the AFC, I have the Browns beating the Texans. Then I have the Chiefs beating the Dolphins. I have the Bills beating the Steelers. 
And on the NFC side, I have the Bucks beating the Eagles, um, Lions beat the Rams, Cowboys beat the Packers. Back to the AFC, I think the Browns beat the Ravens at home. The Browns have already beat them at home one time this year. Um, the Ravens are notorious for choking in the playoffs. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Then you got Bills, Chiefs. I think Josh Allen finally beats Patrick Mahomes if this game doesn't go into overtime. Um, so then I have the Bills playing the Browns in the AFC Championship. I have the Bills going to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. And then I have 49ers, Bucks. I think 49ers win. Cowboys, Lions. I'm going to give this one to the Lions, you know, after they were screwed the other time. Um, no, nah, your stupid coach wouldn't just take the one point. They were screwed. No, nah, they no, weren't yeah, screwed. We got okay. It. Anyway, um, then I have Lions 49ers. This one may be biased, but I'm going to go with the Lions. I think, you know, we have, we have one of the top five, one of the top three, number three run defense in the league. And um, if our corners can just, you know, learn how to play corner, we might have a chance. Because like Cam Newton said, Brock Purdy's a system quarterback. And then I have Bills, Lions, Super Bowl. I mean, who wouldn't want to see this? Money on the table. Give me the Lions. I don't think anybody wants to see it, actually. I think that's the way that would go. All right, all right. Okay. Well, when um, I go, perfect. So those are our picks. Um, moving on. Uh, that was the last week or two weeks ago was the last time we picked games uh, for the inaugural season of us, Wild Cards crew, picking games, um, you know, seeing our records uh overall josh won brandon got second and i got last place and this year or this season we're gonna do 10 games a piece we're probably gonna do it for 10 seasons does that sound good with you guys 10 10 uh episodes? 10 weeks 10 yeah. weeks sorry 10 weeks uh so it'll be a total of 100 games be pretty easy to calculate instead of 13 i don't know why we picked 13 it wasn't lucky for me i did terrible um but yeah so now josh gets to decide the punishment for the loser because he won the inaugural season there was no punishment for that season because we never really set one up our punishment is that that who who won got to pick the punishment for for this next season that we're not going to start um so without further ado josh have you prepared a punishment or will you, will you have that ready for next podcast you know i've not really thought about it too much but uh i'll make it easy on the loser i mean i'm not gonna it's not gonna be terrible punishment i'm just gonna say uh next time we're all together the loser picks up the tab with a reasonable price okay Nothing gotcha like crazy so like if we go to the menu challenge type of deal no, no. Gotcha. No. Yeah. And speaking of last season, um, or not speaking of last season, speaking of the uh fantasy football tournament that we had, um, or league that we had with the members of the wildcards crew and the listeners, um, the winner has been paid out the $25 that I promised. Um, you know, anyone who, who thinks I'm lying, at me on Twitter and I'll show you proof. I'll send, I'll show you the Venmo. Um, but yeah, congratulations. Um Good, uh, good season. I did, you know, horrendous. Um, but yeah, we'll do the same thing next year. Um, all right, let's go for our picks for this week. Let's put them in pretty quick, um, as time allows. Uh, we have ten games. The punishment again for the season is to pay for each other's meals at a, you know, location. It has to be a hefty, hefty tag. And I know you guys are broke. Prestigious so start restaurant. Start saving. Um, all right. So, Brandon, do you want to do you want to say the games or Josh? Or? Well, I just, I just want to say if if I lose. I'm never gonna see y'all again. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, if he, if, we, if he loses, where he's taking us to McDonald's, um, <laughs> I'd be surprised. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. All right, who wants to well, do the games? Brandon, you want to do the games? 
I got you, man. First game on Friday. Um, we have Magic at Heat. Both tied record as of right now. We all went with the Heat. Um, pretty, pretty easy pick, I guess. Yep. Um, then Saturday we have the first slate of NFL games. We have Browns at Texans. Um, Coleman and Josh chose the Texans. I went with the Browns. Um, you already heard our explanation there. Um, then we have Dolphins at Chiefs. Apparently, this is game is supposed to be a frozen tundra, but we all went with the Chiefs. Home field advantage. Sunday, we have Steelers at Bills. Steelers snuck into the playoffs somehow. You know, I swear I was sitting on the couch and I was like, how did they make the playoffs? But same, same thing about the Lions. Okay. The, the hate NFC is crazy. Champion, NFC North champions. I, the hating I, is insane. Uh, we all chose <laughs> the Bills. Um, pretty self-explanatory. Packers, Cowboys. We all chose the Cowboys. Although the Packers are nine and one against the Cowboys the last ten times they've played, they don't have Aaron Rodgers this time, so tough. Rams at Lions. We all chose the Lions. You know, as much as Josh is hating, I wish he would go with the Rams. But we all I always thought about it. Here. I thought Puka and Pat, uh, your Lord and Savior uh, Stafford, would beat the Lions. That'd just be a storybook ending for Matt Stafford. It would. Yeah, um, everyone I've seen, um, everyone's like choosing this game as the upset game, the Rams winning. Um, I can see it. I mean, I could see it, I guess. Um, Monday, our last super wild card weekend game, we have Eagles at Bucks. We all went with the Bucks. The Eagles are injury ridden. Uh, AJ Brown's questionable, Devontae Smith, Reed Blankenship, and uh, Nick Sirianni's job is also questionable. Um, Tuesday, our first NBA game, we have Nuggets at 76ers. Josh and Coleman went with the Nuggets. I chose the Sixers. I just think, you know, the altitude difference. And, you know, Nikola Jokic, he doesn't like to play basketball when he goes up against Big Embiid. So that's why I chose I the Sixers. That, I don't think that's true at all, but whatever. Go ahead. Uh, Thunder See, at Clippers also on Tuesday. We all went with the Thunder. Two great games, by the way. Even after Kawhi's extension, we just believe the Thunder's young court is better. We just and believe in SGA. Wednesday, we have number 22, Creighton, at number four, UConn. As Josh informed us, UConn's big man will be out for the game, but me and Coleman still sticking with the Huskies Yep. after their championship last year and josh chose creighton um i'll let y'all i'll let josh explain his choice and then we can sign off uh i think especially without donovan Klingett, yukon's gonna struggle to uh score first of all i think they do have good guards they have great guard play but i think creighton without having to worry about the big men can play better perimeter defense on them and i think creighton could get hot uh with their lethal shooters and i think they pull off the upset Good analysis, but I disagree, but we'll see, you know? All right, so that's the end of our podcast for today. Those are our 10 games. I hope everyone enjoyed, and we'll be back next week. So without further ado, uh, signing off, I'm one of your co-hosts, Coleman Madlin. Uh, Joshua Sykes, peace. Brandon Hartke. Have a great rest of your week. See you guys.